0: Welcome to another episode of the E&E Show. Let's talk about equipping and enabling believers worldwide to make disciples. I'm Bucky Elliott, the Media Director at International Commission, and today we have a guest I'm really excited about on the show. Kevin Ezel is a husband, father of six from four different countries. He's a grandfather to six kids, and he has served for about 10 years as the president of the North American Mission Board. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks for coming on.
1: Well, thanks so much, Bucky. I look forward appreciate the opportunity and look forward to to, uh, talking with you about this very, very important topic.
0: I'm excited. Would you tell us a little bit about the North American Mission Board?
1: Sure. Uh, Everything we do at the North American Mission Board, it's about the gospel. It is about evangelism. There are two primary channels in which we do that. One is church planning. Over 50% of our budget goes to church planning and and the other way is sin relief um, which is more of our compassion side which is very evangelistic in this day and age you connect with people you you show them how much you uh, care and then that can obviously start those conversations but so sin network is our church planning side and sin relief is our compassion side but it is all fueled by uh, a focus on evangelism
0: that's that's awesome. So there's a couple things that really excite me about North American Mission Board. And one is, others in the SBC world are going to know this, the swag at that's conventions right. is unmatched. That's um,
1: right. that's, our <laughs> this is a, that's our goal. That's our
0: goal. That's a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, uh, some coasters is a couple examples. There's always a bag if you go to some of the breakout yeah. just don't just
1: don't show them the nam of, uh, of boxers. Don't don't do that.
0: Don't okay, you. okay. <laughs> now I know there are some socks that have been sent out to pastors. Hey, we, but that's kind hey, of hey, all listen. the buzz on Baptist Twitter. So
1: yeah, well, you know what we we uh, we're so excited about helping people take the next missional step. And what we want them when they see something like that that swag is all very intentional it's part of our strategy that they see it they, they hey I'm taking my next missional step because evangelism a lot like that you got you've got to take the next baby step I mean, you may not be mm-hmm. you know the Apostle Paul but you got to take the next step and that's why we want them to you know and everybody loves international missions when you think of domestic or national you're trying to think well why do we need to do that mm-hmm. it seems like there's a lot of Christians here already and uh, so we have to make a little bit more splash in the water to get attention. But because but we have so many people who pulled over the side of the road in their own walk with the Lord that are not focused evangelistically. And, and they've really not thought their life out, I, I don't believe, to the degree that they want to live intentionally. And that's what we're trying to help people do is to Absolutely. live intentionally, focused on why God placed you here.
0: Well, that's awesome. Let's talk about that. At IC, we focus... Uh, globally, we work mostly globally with uh, Baptist and other evangel- blah, evangelical churches mm-hmm. around the world. But we and NAM share a passion and a ministry focus right. for, and a lot of the same ministry partners here mm-hmm. in the States. And right. we share that focus for mobilizing Baptists to missions through evangelism and how they can take that next step. Right. And so, what? What? Tell us. What role does evangelism play in Nam's mission strategy?
1: In one hundred percent of it. I mean, the the reason we exist is to come alongside uh, churches, come alongside what we call associations or those local, Mm -hmm. come come alongside state conventions if possible, to help all of them take their next missional step. There are millions and millions of Southern Baptists, but we we want everybody to take their uh, next step, and that that's different for just about everybody. And so um, the, everything about Nam is about taking the next missional step. And we think you know, if we can mobilize millions of Southern Baptists to share their faith, if we can multiply, I mean, over forty over forty seven thousand Southern Baptist churches alone, not, not counting the evangelical churches, and you just I mean, if we could if we could get the church to population ratio to where it really should be, I mean, we've lost ground, you know, and uh, the population has soared, but the amount of churches has not. And uh, that's why we're where we are. And what's really scary is, especially in the Southern Baptist world, any denomination, if we lose North America, we lose it all because All 100% of the funding of our international missions uh, in our convention is from the North America churches. And so we have to be strong in North America Mm -hmm. in order to ultimately keep the whole enterprise, if you will, the whole ecosystem of missions in the Southern Baptist world alive and well.
0: How are we losing ground in the U.S., do you think? and yeah. throughout north america
1: no absolutely that's a great question i mean you can look in even in georgia where the population of georgia uh increased but the amount of churches has not uh, at the same rate looking up a place like alabama you're talking about sweet spots for evangelicals if you mm-hmm. will but but the, the population about, yeah. have increased but the churches have not or the amount of people engaged in those churches have not because some of the existing churches have not you know adjusted to really reach those younger families, and so, it, again, we have we have got to make sure we don't fall asleep at the will of uh, shearing up our base. We would call it interesting. Um, you know, again, I'm in the Southern Baptist world, so that's what I know. 85 percent of Southern Baptists live in the ACC or the SEC. It's the other conferences that uh, I always say the other conferences that are that are are we've really got to reach, and but. If we don't secure that 85% and make sure that they're, you know, we're not losing South Carolina and North Carolina and Alabama and Georgia, uh, then we're not going to have a chance to go to the Northeast, the Midwest, West, and Canada.
0: And that's where we see a, a lot, a higher degree of lostness, oh, absolutely. I would suppose. Is that right?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, if you take a state like Mississippi, and when it goes to church planning again, that's one of our major focuses. in in Mississippi, there's one Southern Baptist church for every 1400 people in Mm -hmm. Mississippi. Missiologists say you need a church for every 2000 people. Mm -hmm. if You're going to reach a a community evangelical church. Um, you go to New York, it's one for every 57,000. You go to Canada and you get in one for every 70,000. I mean, you can drive for, you know, you can drive for three hours and not drive by another evangelical church in Canada. Um, and so, I mean, those ratios, that's what we use the church to population ratios to give us an idea. And, and we've just not been very good generals, if you will. What well, I mean, putting our, our troops where we're, they're needed the most. And uh, that's why I, you know, call it Send Network. Uh-huh. Um, the whole idea is if we're going to reach North America, we've got to send people out. The Church of Antioch sent their best. They sent Paul, Barnabas, a couple of the guys. They send their best out. And so often we, we're inwardly focused. By nature, we want to take care. Well, we got to take care of ourselves. Well, church of Antioch was a lot different than the church in Jerusalem because they sent out instead of focused yeah. on staying in.
0: That's right. They they answer that call to go. Yeah. And uh, so we have our Jerusalem, and then we have our the rest of the world, right? Yeah. Um, and and, and so they some sent way. their
1: they sent their best. Yeah. You know, so often we send the ones we don't want. You know, uh, you, you evangelists, missionaries can
0: be a, a little weird, and maybe that's, maybe, that, maybe that's why churches uh, uh, enjoy sending them off somewhere else. I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm totally kidding. Uh, of course, we want them to send more and more, of course, and that's what we're talking about. So, uh, some some would ask though, if we're if if missions uh, has a focus of reaching the unreached. Um, We think about, uh, a lot of missiologists think and write about uh, identifying unreached people groups and going to places where people don't have, not only do they not know the gospel, do they not have a relationship with Jesus, do not have access to a church, but they don't have access to the gospel at all. Mm. And that's where a lot of emphasis is put in, in missions, in evangelistic pioneering, right? Right. And so I would ask, why why, do we, why would we need to focus on church planting in a largely reached part of the world? So we've talked about this a bit already, that there are, there are a lot of lost people. There are very few churches to population, right. particularly in the North American, uh, Northeast, Northwest, et cetera. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, why, that's a, why that's a missional priority. And yeah. and how how do we engage lost people in a culture that has access to the gospel?
1: Yeah, well, sometimes you know if someone's in Texas or Arkansas or Mississippi, they look around like my word, we got this covered. Yeah, yeah. But this, what, what's But then you go to a place like Houston, which is one of the more international cities in all of North America, mm-hmm. and and people often they think missions, but they don't understand that it's not like it is where you are. I mean it it, it's not like that even in a boston you know most people would not know that a salt lake city that whole utah idaho area is has the same level of lostness as china and but there's a, a one one of the best ways i believe internationally is to reach the students here and as they go back intentionally um that i mean my word there's not a better multiplication problem we have right now i think one of the biggest unreached people groups in north america are college students there are over 21 million college students and and a large percentage of those are international and we're we're making a very focused effort to go after collegians for that reason because they're not only going to go to other countries but they're going to go to boston and la and be an architect be an engineer but when you go be a part of a church plant, and uh, we have a go-to program where where we encourage you to graduate and then spend the next two years in your job, wherever that is, but be a part, you know, you wanna be a nurse, go to Denver, they need them badly there, and be a part of a church plant in Denver, and LA, and San Francisco, and, and you know, the beautiful part about that, you get on a plane, you can be home and see your mommy and daddy in two or three hours, you know. And uh, I'm just saying that for some of the spoiled ones. That's a, that's a quick, that's a quick trip for a furlough. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just, it, it, and plus, you know, we have, we have right now, we have some of our best church planters are bivocational. You know, I, we've got, I've got, not everybody's going to be a planner. They are going to be a part of a plan. Mm-hmm. That's what go-to is all about. But maybe you do want to be a planner. You can be both. And that our one of our best planners is a, he's a surgeon. And I mean and it, it, it's is one of our best planners in New York is a school teacher, makes eighty to ninety thousand dollars as a school teacher, uh, and is a church planner. We we can't pay our church planners like that. That's right. <laughs> so it, over what people forget is over fifty percent are bivocational or co vocational. We mean co vocational, they're they're intentionally doing another vocation so they can be missional in this way. And they're looking at doing that long term. It's not, I'm going to do this until I can become full-time. And uh, we're never going to reach North America if we have to do it with full-time people. It's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, and and the, those folks have the opportunity to be to, to live missionally and have a missional evangelistic focus in the marketplace where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that's really important, I think, uh, for, for those of us who uh, aren't called to church planting specifically. Yeah, you know, All of us are called to evangelism. Yeah, and and mission where we are. Uh, yeah. So how, how can people, your 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 regular church member, yeah, discover and engage
1: lostness right
0: where they are around them.
1: Well, you know, it's your regular church member. Everybody, it, it, they're all around you. I, God brings so many opportunities to us. We're just not looking for them, you know. And, yeah. and and people are far more interested in talking about the gospel than we are interested in sharing. Ooh. Um. My daughter, I, we have six kids. Our youngest daughter is from Ethiopia. She just turned 16. She just got her license on Friday, and I'm telling you, if you come anywhere in the state of Georgia, just beware. I get, I bought her a helmet to go with with. It's, it's <laughs> that's not a bad idea. No, she's horrible. But we I, so much so I had to. I paid a guy. We paid a you know a driving tutor, and uh, uh, it was interesting. The last session, uh, she went home with her mom, and I was sitting there talking to him. I was actually trying to make sure I, I sent him the right amount of money uh, over the particular, particular app. And uh, he says, uh, your family very nice. And I said, well, uh, that's kind of you to say. I said, uh, you know, there's a reason we, that we're, we're nice. And uh, I said, I can tell you're pretty nice. I said, are, are, are you a believer in Jesus? You just seem, seem like uh, you're a gracious guy. And he goes, ah, he goes, uh, until you pay me, I'm a Christian. But but actually, I'm a Muslim, <laughs> and he he had a good sense of humor, and I said, well, tell me how much Muslim you are, and we begin to talk. We talk for 30 minutes, and he says, uh, you have a minute, and he set down the the cones that he had <laughs> he would picked up from the drivers, and we we talked for 30 minutes, and I know his whole family lives. I know all about his family, and he works in computers in Johns Creek. He does this on the side, and uh, and and he was so excited, and even texted me, thanked me for talking to him about the gospel and all i mean i didn't he didn't convert at that moment he he's not really i mean he's a muslim sort of i told him you're not really a muslim but uh you can just tell that he's just wanting to be happy you know Mm -hmm. and uh so all that to say that's just a simple driver's test of pain i mean you just have opportunity people are so open uh to for discussion and uh and to talk about the gospel, I've just not seen the resistance there that people often. Yeah,
0: in. That, that's what we think, and I think maybe there's a bit of spiritual warfare in there that, that, yeah. that we, we think we have this fear. There's this, this lie we hear that people don't want to hear this. No. but we live in such a reached place that if people were interested, they'd go and they'd already be there. they'd already be at church, right? Yeah, but that isn't the case. Yeah, and uh, people are much more open to to listen than we think they are especially if we pray about it if we pray for those opportunities and yeah. God brings them up I mean this is already God's you're will looking for so it. you better be ready and you're gonna get those opportunities and you should take them and trust God with the result right
1: yeah I look I was in Pittsburgh the other day and and, and had a gap between appointments and so I went to a coffee shop you sit there and I'm telling you Pittsburgh you people think of smokestacks and rough steel workers that's not Pittsburgh but I was sitting there I mean they may have a few of those but that's not Pittsburgh I was sitting there and, and they said, hey where are you from and I mean they asked me what like I was just aggressively looking you know uh, the other day I was on a plane and a guy says uh, so what is it you do and uh, it, that's always a unique way to for me to you know respond and I actually was i uh, I'm flying back from sharing with people about what it takes for a person to go to heaven. And the person responded, "Well, hey, what what do you think it takes for a person to go to heaven?" They asked me. You know, you I got go. on a plane. I was tired. I was ready to get my peanuts and keep to myself. <laughs> and and uh, but again, we were appropriately distanced. But uh, they they asked. It, it, it's it's just amazing how open people. I'm not saying everybody's that way, um, but you know, I was yeah, in. You, have to, you have to gauge that.
0: You don't want to overstep
1: and and you know.
0: You'd hey, the, be that person.
1: Yeah, but I've not found that you have to be that way. This morning yeah. at six thirty I was in Home Depot and uh a guy named Jimmy, an older guy, and uh and he said, Hey, and he began to just just talk at random and there are just so many on ramps. I'm just convinced that people look for more excuses than they look for opportunities. Excuses not to share then they yeah, do man. opportunities to share. And so you know, I'm not trying to put guilt on everyone. I'm just saying, open your eyes and look. There are opportunities every day, everywhere you go. I, you know, I I, I get uncomfortable when people, you know, want to take um, a waitress's 15 minutes uh, when she's on the job and have three other tables. I get uncomfortable in those things. I think that's that's not a, you know you're not being helpful to them. Um, but finding and picking the right opportunities in the right context and, and having a sensitivity to it. But every day there's opportunities.
0: Absolutely. And I, I think finding some of those on-ramps is, uh, is, a, is a skill that you can develop. Uh, if, you, yeah. if you have some tools in your back pocket that you can just think of, obviously you don't, I, I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, memorizing some script and you, you just use the same little thing with everybody, if yeah. something that you're reciting. Mm-hmm. But having these tools in your pocket, things that you know, some, some ways to turn a conversation to the gospel, I think right. those are really useful things.
1: Yeah, I think and like I think the what they can they just need to be intentional. Yeah, you know, look for opportunities, but then also at the same time, uh, I look at opportunities. I had I didn't have Saeed on my list of who's my one. I was yeah. praying for or who's my mm-hmm. ten. I think if every believer had at least five to ten people they were praying for intentionally, um, just saying, I man, God give a natural opportunity for me to share for yeah. this person. If they would just be very intentional. There's no way that, that time's gonna pass, and that's not gonna happen. And so, um, you know, that is the key. We've got to live life more intentionally, proactively, and and not just be like a pinball that just bounces around from circumstance to con you know circumstance to circumstance.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a there's a there's a reason uh, that we were saved. Mm-hmm. obviously we could go into a big deep theological con- conversation about all the all those different reasons mm-hmm. but we were bought with a price and we have a purpose we have a charge right. from the lord and uh and so yes we we have we have believers who are in the marketplace all right some are bivocational and they're and they're in ministry some are living their life uh but it's it's Easy to fall into the trap of just uh, prioritizing. Oh well, I've got I've got bills to pay. I pay pay you know, take care of my family. I pay for my house. All these things. I pay for school, but uh maybe I'll share the gospel if I, if someone just asks me outright. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know. If, if or, or I would say that's just not my gift, you know? That's yeah, that's not, not my
0: gifting. That's that's mm-hmm. not my it might you know, and it evangelism is a gift, I believe, and and some people are particularly gifted at it, uh yeah. but that doesn't mean you don't have the call to it. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: And 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 so, you know, giving isn't maybe a everybody's spiritual gift, but you still expected to.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, There's I mean, things so. that are, are just a part of the Christian life, as right. Jesus described them and, and gave us a charge for. But it's also a, a huge uh, privilege and, and mm. a huge joy, an amazing joy to, to share the gospel with people. Uh, right. Sometimes you see that light come on. Sometimes you don't. But it's always a joy to share Jesus with someone.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I've
0: never been disappointed that I've done it. It has been Perfect. very awkward. You know, right. I've right. gotten some pretty bad reactions sometimes from people who were not open, but that's very rare. Just like you said, and I'm always glad. Right. It's always a joy to, to do that because I mean, you're 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 giving out hope. You're you are given a reason for the hope that's in you, and that's always a positive thing. It's always worthwhile.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Hey, you mentioned a little while ago about the strategic purpose of uh, and the strategic value of reaching college students we were, mm-hmm. we were talking about internationals but I know that uh, North American Mission Board has recently brought on Shane Pruitt and mm-hmm. then even just this month has uh, brought on Paul Wooster to help churches reach college students and teens and so I want to ask you to mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about that and, and why is why is Gen Z such a strategic priority in mission?
1: Well if we're gonna reach North America they have to be very close to the center of the target of what you're doing and we have in Sin Network side of what we do in the church planning side. We have collegiate church planning, and that's going extremely well. It's one of the fastest growing things we have in Sin Network. But in addition to that, we have uh, campus ministers all over North America, and we didn't feel like that there is any way you know that we we want to be a resource for those for those guys. We have. Um, millions of unreached but we also have hundreds of thousands of reach kids on these campuses that we want to equip and help them be evangelistic and and to encourage and want to encourage those uh those campus ministers and and so we just believe in our tribe our denominational family there needs to be someone who helps um put out resources out there for them to do that and we are going to be laser light focused at trying to reach collegiates because we believe it's strategic, they go to these countries. You're not having to pay for missionaries to go. They're they're going there for jobs. That's they're going true, all yeah. over North America, and we've got to send them, you know, in a very strategic way. And we need to support the thousands of campus ministers out there um, that are very strategically placed all over North America. We need more, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to to provide for them. Uh, basically we treat it like, you know, my, my grandfather was a farmer. We treat it like a salt lick. We put all the resources out there and whoever wants to come up and use it, they can. But uh, we don't control anything. We just put resources out there to help mm-hmm. them and, and really draw attention to the need and stir a passion within the hearts of people.
0: What are, what are some of the resources that, you know, ordinary churchgoers and also uh, pastors, ministry leaders mm-hmm. uh, can access and use to help you know, foster a culture of evangelism. Help them reach uh, Gen Z and internationals, and, and just Anybody? everyone around them.
1: Yeah, well, that's a great question. Oh, obviously, I'm partial. You go to nam.net, n-a-m-b.net, uh, and click on evangelism, and you'll see an endless amount. You don't have time for me to go into all the detailed one, <laughs> but we have a who's your one. Just making sure everybody okay. has at least one, hopefully five or ten, but at least one um, to share with. And they're also You know, there's links there to if you're sharing with someone who's Muslim or someone who's, my word, who's Church of Christ or whatever uh, background they may have. People are very religious talking, but so often they don't have a relationship. Right. And it it shows you what they believe and then what we believe and how, how they intersect. And it helps you, you know, be able to connect with neighbors. And there's endless amounts of resources there we're also uh, part of what Paul and Shane are working on is coming up with a whole, you know, a, a webpage for child, child, you know, how do you and when do you share with children? How do you and when do you share with junior high and senior high and not only just collegiates. And so again, there's millions upon millions. We've got to focus on this Gen Z and uh, uh, we're going to do that. But nam.net Backslash evangelism or just you'll see when you go up nam.net click on evangelism and it, there's tons of stuff there
0: Yeah, that's great. I've checked out some of those uh, resources as well uh, I think some of those tools like who's your one are, are really really helpful hmm. uh, and and all of those resources to help you talk to people from different backgrounds that can take away some of the intimidation that maybe you feel yeah, you um, don't know how to talk to somebody who who's, who's yeah. Muslim or or what have you, um, but that can help. Again, you know, we want to have conversations that are guided by the by the Holy Spirit, motivated by love. That's why prayer is so important.
1: Right. Uh,
0: but it's good to have some tools, and uh, I see we we have uh, some tools as well. We've created a, a toolkit called Storytelling with Purpose. Yeah. People tell the story of the gospel. Tell use their own testimonies and the Bible. Yeah, share sure. the gospel. Some great conversation guides there. Uh, and then we have uh, an E&E training workshop uh, where people can, can join, the, register, uh, join us for a one-hour workshop to learn a particular tool or about yeah. a particular topic like prayer. That's perfect. And practice that in little breakout sessions. Yeah. And so, so you've learned the tool, you've practiced it, and then now you're equipped to go and yeah.
1: use it. <laughs> What's most important in evangelism is reps. You know, you talk about practice. It I've always reminded that Alan Averson, uh, interview of uh, practice, You talked to me about practice. You know, like boom out of practice. It's all about reps. Yeah. You gotta have reps. And then that makes it just naturally flow. It's not like something you do, it's who you are. And yeah, uh, so that. that's, that's, that's really helpful.
0: Yeah, thanks for that, I, I love that. Um, mm. And when it's who you are, those those conversations are, are those and opportunities are going to come up left and right. Right. And there's uh, there's a, a huge benefit in being able to recognize those opportunities and take advantage of them. Yeah. To 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 make something of that, to be able to ha- to have a gospel conversation where you get to present Jesus. Yeah. And invite somebody to to know the Lord, and it's not. A task it's not uh, it's right. it's not a, an overwhelming burden it's a it's a. it's a skill you can develop in in just a, a habit that you can form to be part of who you are and just how you go about your day it takes some practice it takes a lot of prayer doesn't it
1: yeah it sure does it con- constant you just it's, it's a daily thing you have to be uh, be very consistent faithfully uh, daily to stay focused on it
0: Absolutely. But something else that's been helpful to me is uh, a podcast that you co-host with Johnny Hunt, Evangelism with Johnny Hunt. Very easy to find. That's what it's called, Evangelism with Johnny Hunt. And uh, it's a podcast from North American Mission Board. And uh, Kevin and Johnny talk about all sorts of different topics related to uh, evangelism, church planning. And that's a really helpful thing for you, too. So go check that out.
1: Thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've been loving it. Hey, Kevin, how can people... Connect with you or Nam online.
1: Sure, uh, Nam dot is the easiest way, and and uh, we are there. We want to help any person, any church take their next missional step, and so we're just grateful for partners like yourself. And we're all about the same thing. We're just trying to get people yep. on track, share their faith, and it's incredibly needed now, uh, more than ever. If we're going to reach the world, we we've, we've all got to take responsibility to do that but nam.net is the easiest way to do that
0: absolutely well thanks for sharing that Th- thanks for this conversation uh, yeah. I, I could go on and on with you talking about this uh, appreciate your your experience and your love for reaching the lost your love for churches the north mobilizing the North American church okay and so this has been really really valuable uh, for us and hopefully really valuable uh, for our audience uh, thank you for coming on, uh, Kevin. Thank you all for watching. And uh, go tell someone about Jesus.
1: Absolutely. Go share the word. Thanks, folks.